even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. Go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early on election day. The election matters. Make sure you have a plan to vote and vote informed. This is Change the Brain, conversations without limitations. Welcome to Around the Mic with Sir Charles. You'll hear this broadcast either on the podcast, Around the Mic, or on my social media page, Change the Brain, conversations without limitations. You know, it's not just about me, so you'll hear information from different speakers, trainers, coaches, and authors, all for you. So get your pad, your notepaper, if possible, so that you can take copious notes on how you can also become better, the best version of you. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, depending on where you are in the world. I'm Sir Charles Carey, and I have a fantastic, over-the-top, excited show for you today. I have none other than the infamous, the famous, the all that and the bag of chips lady, Cheryl Wood. Cheryl, how are you? Sir Charles, you know that's always forever going to be your name for me. Sir Charles, you're not just Charles Carey, you're Sir Charles. I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. It's so funny because, you know, you're always doing so much. If you're not on the road, uh, you're tearing it up locally. And it's like, I'm like, oh, man, poor kids. But then again, sometimes the kid's there, sometimes the kid's ain't there. That's I see your right. husband every now and then. I'm like, how do you balance it all? Good. In fact, you know what? That's a good question. How do you balance it all? Being so busy, your personal and your business, you know, and yeah. then even you time. How yeah. does that work? Well, I, I think the first thing is just acknowledging for myself. I acknowledge that balance is, like, so unrealistic. <laughs> like, I'm never going to balance it all perfectly. But there will be times when, honestly, my family is the top priority and they get 100% of me. And then there are other times where they have to take a back seat and the business is a priority and the business gets 100% of me. So I think my commitment is always to two things. Number one, making sure I give the best of me to whatever I'm doing in that moment. Um, and number two, making sure that I create some level of harmony in between my household, my life, and what I do for the world. So when I say harmony, meaning I have to make sure I keep, you know, I know the pulse of what's happening in my household and the pulse of what's happening in my business. So if I feel the pulse of the household and the marriage is a little weak, then I might have to say no to doing some things. I might have to say no to that networking event that I really wanted to go to, but I know that I need to be home. So it's just really just keeping, you know, keeping a gauge on right. what the pulse is and, and moving um, with intention in whichever space I need to be in, that's typically what I try to do. And, and, I, and another thing I'll say for, especially for marriage, because I know a lot of people who, who, challenge, who are challenged with or struggle with nurturing marriage as they're growing a business and building their dream is communication. Wow, that yes. Has, yes. That has become the most powerful thing in me being able to do both. Because mm. I used to, I didn't used to communicate as well with my husband as I do now. And I would kind of tell him about some event I was going to go speak at at the last minute. 
Okay. Now, mind you, I'm flying somewhere, which means I'm going to be gone for two or three days. Right. And I told him the week of, and that just didn't work. So yeah. now I say, hey, babe, can, can we sit down and look at my calendar? And months in advance, literally months, nice. I'm like, this date, you know, these dates I'm here, these dates I'm here. In fact, on this one, I love for you and the kids to come with me. On this date, I'm going to be here, but I'll be love right that. back the same day. So it is really that open communication that is, I would say, like the lifeline of the marriage, the family flow, and me being able to be successful in both. And, and really understanding that I do not want to be a public success, but a private failure. Yeah. So I have, to, I have to pay attention to both, not one or the other. And you know, that is so real talking about being a public success and a private failure, because, you know, it's funny. In fact, I wanted to write about the fact that there's so many people, celebrity status, uh, financial success status, um, and you know, and they have these shortcomings and they have these flaws, but yeah, well, they should because they're human. But at the same time, we in the general public, we look at them and we think they got it going on. Don't nothing ever go wrong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it must be great to be them, and probably you know, at some point in the year it is, but right, maybe like that all the time, you know. That's right. Not all the time. I mean, as you know, I consider myself to be successful considering where I came from and where I am and what's happening in my life and my business. Absolutely. I would say success. However, that success costs a price. Right. It is not free. It is not easy. It is not convenient. Mm. And so there are things that both of us as successful individuals, there are things that we give up that other people don't want to give up. There are distractions that we have to consistently avoid um, and be very intentional about avoiding. There are relationships that unfortunately we have to pull ourselves away from because they're toxic and they don't support yes. where we're going. So there's a lot that comes with being successful, as you said, and, and then our own flaws. Some yeah. of us, I know I work with a lot of clients and one of the key things that you have to have to, to succeed in business is visibility, right? Mm -hmm. And you'll hear me say constantly, visibility will always trump ability. Visibility mm -hmm. is what gets your foot in the door and then your ability keeps your foot there, right? But I work with clients who are extremely introverted. Right. Well, to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to have visibility. You have to become an extrovert even when you are naturally an introvert. So yeah. you could see that as a flaw or maybe you're really don't consider yourself a people person. That could be considered yes. a flaw because you got to work with people and network and build relationships. So yeah, everything that you see on the outside, there's a story behind it. Yeah. Um, and all of us are, as you mentioned, are fighting our own flaws, our own imperfections, um, distractions, and things that could pull us away from what we know is our purpose. No, it's funny. You said two things. You talked about being an introvert or just not a people person. And at my core, I'm an introvert. But it's weird to say that because I grew up as a musician singing and performing and because all my family mm -hmm. did. So I thought as a child, I was supposed to or that. I would just get my turn and you know I was still shy and sometimes shaking in my boots but I knew that it was something longing into me to get out and what I did was I just fought it and I let it get out yeah. and I loved it because I felt that that was part of my my identity and it was and another thing you said and it's so funny because I was with uh, Del Toro recently at the full yeah. throttle experience and he talked about not him personally but him as well as some of the other presenters spoke about intentionally doing things, having a mindset 
of intention. And that is so, so huge. In fact, that word was just haunting me on the plane ride back to, to DC. And I was like, yeah, you have to do what you have to do with the spirit, with the mind, with a, a, a position of intention so that it gets done and so that it's yeah. felt. So that's really a strong word. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask you this. How long have you been in the business now? Oh my God. So I started as an entrepreneur kind of like officially in 2009 because I had a t-shirt business before I ever, you know, branched into speaking. And right. then officially at the top of 2011, I started my speaking career. So right. for the past eight years, I've been on this speaker journey and I love it. Wow. That is fantastic. Um, now, another thing, like I said, in the top of the program, you know, I see you on social media, either you're in the airport, <laughs> in another country, you're in a beach, you're wherever. So how many countries have you gone to? Oh, um, let's see. So I just got back from France, did my first international women's conference, which was amazing. It, really, it pushed me into something that was unfamiliar and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I've hosted lots of women's conferences, but never in a place that, number one, I had never visited, and I didn't speak the native language. So <laughs> that was huge for that us to have 100 women who showed up for that event, including women who traveled from the U.S. And we had Parisian business owners, women who were there, who couldn't even speak the language, couldn't even speak English, and stayed for the entire event. And through a translator, were oh, able to... yeah. Yeah, we had a translator there, and the translator was able to express to us why they stayed for it was an eight-hour day an eight-hour conference they stayed for the entire conference and the the feedback was that they could feel the love mm. the passion the energy is what kept them there that was in that room and that's what happens i think when you get a room full of people who are intentional about what they're doing who love what they're they're doing and believe that they're truly walking in their purpose so wow. that was huge that just happened a couple months ago and then last year, I got to travel to South Africa. Oh, right. my God. That, that almost makes me break out into tears. Because uh -huh. I remember, and this was probably, I'm going to say somewhere around 2011, 2012, probably 2012. I remember putting a post on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I was looking out the window. I was on a plane. I was in, a, in a, the coach section. And I was looking out. And I, I took a picture. And I posted it on Facebook and said, one day, this is going to be me on a private jet. And I'll be traveling to some part of Africa that I probably cannot pronounce. <laughs> now, even though when I went to Africa last year, I didn't have my own private jet. That's coming. Right. But I was traveling to Africa. I, so it was like I had spoke into existence five, six years before that, the very thing that was happening in that moment last year. Powerful. Oh, my God. It was amazing. I got to go to a local university there and pour into the lives of about 50 young college girls. And when I tell you they were hungry, really? like they were fired up, they were clamoring to get to me afterwards, and were asking me to sign their t-shirts, sign their arm, like whatever I could sign. Nice. And it was amazing. Um, so, so we had uh, Paris, France a few months ago, we had South Africa last year. And then the year before that, I was in India which was also powerful because if you know anything about the Indian culture, women are oftentimes taught to be quiet, right? Mm. But not heard. So to be able to go into this women's economic forum and this platform and to share the importance of us as women sharing our stories and our truth um, was very, very powerful. And in that same year, I also was able to visit the United Kingdom 
and the year before the Bahamas. So, I, you know, it's racking up. I'm, I'm getting some countries on my belt. <laughs> what's up? That's what's up. You know, it's so funny that you said that. As soon as you said it, I had a book title for you, and I think it's something like Silence with the Roar, My Trips Abroad and Beyond. Come something on now, like Sir Charles. Come I'm serious. On. Let me write that down. <laughs> write it down. I'm serious. This is for you. It's not for anybody else. You know, and the reason why is because I know that when you first started out with the t-shirt business, it was, I believe it was for women, right? Yeah, yep, for mothers. It's called right? Moms are the Best. Okay, so moms, right? So you think about something for moms. You think about all the women that adore you, that follow you, that are in your tribe. You think about literally being placed in a country where women don't have a voice or it's not recommended that they have a voice. Yes. What a good subject or topic to write, to speak, to present to. And now with Me Too, stop playing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's over. I love it, yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, can ju I just see it, Cheryl, but I'm sorry. That, that, that's, that's, that should have been a private moment, but hey. No, I love that. And you know what? That's the beauty of being so closely connected with other brilliant minds. Yes. Because it doesn't matter how brilliant you are as an individual, there's right. always someone who can see something greater for you than you yeah. see for yourself before it happens for you. So we can all visualize and write. We talk about visualization exercises. But then there are people who will look at you externally mm -hmm. and will see things like, oh, my God, I, could, I see this for you. I've had people who have spoken over my life, into my life, and spoken the things that are happening now five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. So I receive that. And I think that's why, for me, I always emphasize the importance of having a strong community, like yeah. not trying to do the success thing by yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to be around other brilliant people who are willing to celebrate you and also accelerate you by yeah. sharing their thoughts and their ideas like you just did. So I think that was such a great example. Look, if we realize, because I realize it, and I'm human too, there's times when I was like hmm, feeling shunned about someone or at a certain phase in my speaking career, blah, blah, blah. But the truth of the matter is that I believe that there is enough for all of us. And I also believe that because you have a gift doesn't mean you should hoard the gift. And sometimes if you see something, it's just like telling someone, hey, man, uh, your shirt isn't tucked in. Well, why not tell them that? What is going to hurt you to tell someone something that benefits them? You would want someone to tell you, yeah. hey, Sir Charles, why don't you try this? Yes. Why not? So yes. let me ask you this. Do you, um, do you meditate or, you know? Yes, that's critical. I mean, even when my, my schedule is crazy, crazy busy, mm -hmm. um, that part of it, the meditation is so important and the quiet time is so valuable so that I can gain clarity about what's next. So, so now here's the thing. For me, I don't specify, I don't say, well, it has to be every morning at 5 a.m. Because this morning at 5 a.m. Might be, might be somewhere else or I might be on a plane. Or, so I don't dictate it. I'm not rigid. I'm very flexible about when. So mm -hmm. for instance, last week, you know, I traveled and I was by myself. Well, guess what? I had a lot of quiet time in my hotel room. It mm -hmm. was the perfect time for me to meditate on what's next. 
get clear about my vision that I'm rolling out at SpeakerCon later this year. Like it was exactly what I needed. I didn't have my husband with me. I didn't have my kids with me. It was just me and the room and it was dead silent. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Perfect. So yeah. I, I am very flexible about when I get it in, but it's definitely a mandatory part of my journey. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think it's undervalued, underrated, uh, quiet, um, you know, the, the whole setting of tranquility. I speak about it a lot because there are times when the universe is speaking with me, God is talking to me, and I may appear to be in a stupor, but trust me, I'm not even there. I'm wherever I'm at, and I'm receiving, I'm exchanging, and I think it's another way of recharging your battery, you know, re recalibrating yourself uh, so that you can really get more mileage out of what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it. So that takes me yeah, to and my... you know what? Let, let me piggyback on that. That's so yeah. important to you because we're in such a noisy marketplace. Yes. Like, oh my God, you're looking at whatever everybody else is doing on social media. And then mm -hmm. you're looking at what people are doing. Oh, well, she's doing this and he's doing that. And he, now he's there and now she's there. And sometimes you can become so consumed with the noise of what's going on, not to mention what people are telling you you should be doing. Right. Oh, you should sign up for this and you should do this and you should go here and you should go there. That sometimes you can get so overwhelmed. And yes. that quiet time allows you, like you said, to recalibrate, to re-energize, and most importantly, to get refocused on what you should be doing. Yeah. Because just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean you should be doing it. Exactly. You know, I tell so the story a lot of times. I got this brand new um, TV, 4K, you know, and all that. And it's sitting right there in the living room. I come home every day and I don't turn it on because yeah. it's a major distraction. If anything, it becomes my reward after the uh, the work is done. Then I can I watch it. Netflix or whatever the case may be. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. But let me ask you this. Now, how well-versed are you with technology? Because now that we're, to me, I think <laughs> we're in two eras. We're in the era of technology and we're in the era of convenience. How, so how well-versed are you with technology? Okay. So I always admit that I am not a tech guru by any means. Really? However, going back to that word intentional, however, I'm intentional about making sure that I don't become the dinosaur in the room. Mm. so oftentimes entrepreneurs we stick with what we know oh I'm great at that so I'm going to keep doing that because I'm great at that mm -hmm. and then we miss out because we don't stay current with what's relevant and what's happening right now and so my in my thought process it's always Cheryl you never want to be the dinosaur I'll never forget I was working for a large communications uh, and travel company and one of the people and this person was very smart I mean genius guy he was on the board of directors. I mean, just phenomenal brain. This joker was still using we're perfect. What? <laughs> Stop and I was just like, how do you have that much brilliance, but you're not brilliant enough to keep up with technology? Right. Like, do you understand that everybody around you, so everybody around him, all everybody else felt like he didn't know what he was talking about, that he wasn't relevant, that he didn't really have any real value to add to the conversations simply because of that one piece, that he wasn't current with technology. Mm -hmm. I, I will never forget this guy. And because of that, I always promise myself, Cheryl, you will never, as an entrepreneur, you will never be the dinosaur in the room. So right. I might not be 100% 
the person who's tech savvy, but I'm going to know what you're using. I'm going to know what's happening and I'm going to make sure that I upgrade my equipment or my devices yeah. or my software, whatever yeah. it is, so that I'm at least relevant. And then if I can't learn it, I'm going to have, I'm going to hire somebody who can make sure that I'm at least in that path mm -hmm. of relevancy based on, as you mentioned, current technology. So yeah. ironically that you, it's so ironic that you asked me that question because I just, I just hired somebody literally uh -huh. yesterday to be able to do some things for me digitally in the digital space right. because I don't have the know-all. Right. So just because you don't know it ain't an excuse not to do it. Right, right. Yeah, I outsource. You need to know it or you hire somebody who knows it. Yeah, I outsource like the obvious stuff for the, you know, the books and yeah. all the uh, fulfillment stuff, but I find it kind of challenging to outsource for social media because it's like an editor, an editor, a book editor needs to know your voice. You know, of course they won't know it day one, but after a few um, chapters or whatever the case may be, they should know your voice as they're editing. And then if they have future projects, they should definitely know your voice. And I think it's similar with social media. I mean, would Charles really say that? Like that, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm considering um, hiring some um, contractors for some things that I'm doing. Yeah, and I think you have to you have to know you have to know what your challenge was. So for me, social media is not an issue. Um, you know, I, I can be at a stoplight and I can bust out a powerful social media post that gets two hundred likes, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> because I'm just because it might just the thought, the idea, whatever it is I want to express might come to me right then and there. And I'm like, and I type so fast. I used to be okay. a legal secretary by trade, right. so you know, being fast and efficient is my thing. Okay. So bam, I bust it out. I'm gone on about my business. I come back later I got 200 likes and 25 35 comments whatever it might be so right. that's not my challenge for me my challenge is I've always been a manual type of person so as a legal secretary working for senior level people everything was manual we, we weren't this advanced with technology so if we were to schedule something it was on a manual calendar if we were gonna whatever we were gonna do we talked to people face to face right but now we're in this digital space. Mm -hmm. So my question is, Cheryl, why are you still doing things manually that could be automated? So for me, right. it's automating the, the knowledge that I have. I'm sitting on all this knowledge, but mm -hmm. most times I'm delivering it like this. Right. I'm, I'm delivering it through a virtual training program where I'm live and I have to be present to deliver it. Yeah, yeah. So now it it doesn't make sense to do it that way. It makes sense to give people an option. You can come and be a part of this live event, which is going to be a prior premium, mm -hmm. or you can get access to this content through a pre-recorded something that's available digitally that you can sign up for even while I'm sleeping so that I'm generating more revenue and touching more lives. So wow. for me, that's the space that I'm in now. I want to dominate not only on stage, but yes. I want to dominate in the digital space. So that takes me to my next question. Like under the umbrella of Sherwood, um, products and services, what do you have out there? Oh my gosh. I know you get the conference. So I, of course I teach. Yeah, so of course I teach speaking. So I am, I'm calling myself America's number one developer of women speakers. That is my niche, it's my space, it's my gift, and ain't nothing nobody can do about it, right? And, I, and for a long time, it took me, it took me so much courage to say that because I felt when I said that, that it was almost like me comparing myself to the gurus who are already in the industry. I and I felt like, well, who am I to say that I am this? But really the question becomes, who am I not to say that I am this? 
Right. Um, I was put here with a gift. I didn't give it to myself. It was given to me. And it's my job and my responsibility to use it to its maximum capacity for as long as I have life and breath in my body. And right. with that, I stopped diminishing my gift. I stopped comparing it to anybody else. I stopped worrying about what anybody else is going to think or say. And I just own the gift. So right. I do a virtual training course where I teach new and emerging and aspiring women speakers how to really powerfully develop their voice, their story, mastering the stage, being able to really create connectivity and engagement so that people, if they're doing a speak to sell opportunity, they're running to the back of the room to sign up for the package. Um, just making sure that anytime they're using their voice, there's such an impact left that the person is never the same. So I do that. Um, and then I have boot camp events that I do where it's a one day where people come in and I do something very similar, speaker training. Um, and at SpeakerCon, I'll be rolling out something brand new that I'm so excited about, which I won't even, you know, spill the beans yet, but right. I'm so excited about this. And it's still along the same lines of developing uh, new and emerging and aspiring women speakers. So that's really my lane. Um, outside of that, of course, I'm speaking on stages all across the, the world, if you will. Yep. And um, I even do VIP days with people. So I have people who fly in or I fly to them and some of them want to write their first book. Well, I've written 10 book projects. I've done 10 book projects. So I know how to walk them through the process of writing their book, mapping out what the chapters are going to be, what's going to be the content in it, how are we going to promote it and market it, you know, all those things. So I teach on that. And I also do a, a training session where I teach people how to host uh, and maximize their conferences. Nice. So it's something that I do well. Most of my conferences are sold out. I can't think of one that hasn't been sold out. And so I take that knowledge and I also put that into a platform that I can teach other people. So it's just using everything that I do well, staying in my lane of brilliance, not going outside of that and, and just playing in that lane so that I can give my, my customers and my clients the best of me. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's what it's all about, which takes me to what's your core message. You know, usually whether it's a keynote or breakout or when you're on whatever platform, what's your core message? Wow. So, so people hire me for different things. Um, okay. I, I think the biggest thing that I'm hired for, number one, is as a motivator. And I love that. I, yeah. You know, I know some speakers who shun the whole motivational thing. Look, I'm motivational as heck. I can get you fired up, pumped up turned up, whatever you want to be. Right, right, right. I just have that type of, I have that type of energy. So mm -hmm. I don't, I don't run from that. And I love making people feel like they can do it. I love making people believe that whatever they're dreaming of can actually become a reality. Now, of course, anytime you're motivated, you have to stay motivated. So there's yes. work that they have to do after that. And that's fine. But some people, they haven't heard a good word in such a long time, or maybe they fall into this place where they're plateaued or they, or doubt is louder than their voice of reason that they actually can accomplish it. And they need that motivational presentation. So sometimes companies or corporations will hire me to come in as an opening keynoter to get the audience motivated about what they're going to learn for that week. If it's a training course or for that day, sometimes I'm booked as a closing keynote speaker to get them fired up about what they're going to do after now that they've gotten all this content, what are they going to do with it? How are they going to execute? Um, and then sometimes I get uh, hired for women's empowerment events again, coming in and empowering them, really getting them to think outside the box, to be willing to take bigger risks, to be willing to step outside their comfort zone, to really raise the bar on their own expectations of what they can do by sharing my own story. Um, right. And then and then I'd say the fourth piece of that is sometimes I get booked to come in and really specifically teach people about the dynamics of either entrepreneurship or monetizing speaking. So it mm -hmm. really is in that realm. 
It's motivation, it's uh, empowerment and entrepreneurship, and speaking. Okay. So now, I don't know if, if I'm saying this right. Playtime is over. You've been known for <laughs> Playtime is over for I don't know how long. Is that still a current theme that you use? <laughs> That's so funny. This is what I'm going to say to you, but I tell a lot of people. Playtime is over, it's over. <laughs> okay, I got you. So, so, so we're on a whole other level. Look, people do still ask me about it. I love when people still come to me and are like, playtime is over. Like, I, I don't shun the expression, but right. it was connected to a conference that I hosted for four years. And my thought, Sir Charles, is you have to keep reinventing. Mm. You cannot keep doing the same thing over and over and over and expect people to stay excited about that thing. That's just my right. belief. Not only for them, but even for me. Because sure. I want to stay fired up and excited about what I'm doing and what I'm presenting in the marketplace and making sure that I'm staying relevant. Right. So Playtime is Over was a beautiful movement that was primarily a conference, an annual conference that I did for four years. And now this year, I decided again through that quiet time and meditation that it was time to create a shift. It was time for something bigger. It was time for me to challenge me as right. well as to really play in my lane of brilliance and dominate in my lane of brilliance even more. And that's why SpeakerCon has been birthed. Nice. Nice. That's fantastic. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense because as you grow, as you evolve, um, there's going to be new things, new ways of doing it, uh, different experiences incorporated in it. And for those that follow you, whoever your tribe is, they need to go on the journey with you. Simply. Yeah. 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 And, and again, it's for me, it's really... It's stepping up and owning my brilliance mm -hmm. to say I'm going to be the first right, to right. host this first of its kind convention. There's a convention for everything. There's, a, right. there's, a, look, there's a cookie con, for God's yeah. sake, right? <laughs> there's, there's Comic Con. There's yeah, a team no con. There's a con for everything. And my team and I did all this research and we're like, are you kidding me? There's no convention specifically geared to public speakers. I'm right. like, I've got to do this. Like, if I'm saying this is my lane of brilliance, why wouldn't I? And that, that's where you come into whole, the whole space of fear. Fear trying to talk you out of doing that's it right. because that's you've right. never done it before. Because it's, it's like, oh, who are you to, to say you're the first to do it? Who are who you to, to dare to be that person, right? And you got to yeah. come back and say, who am I not to? And exactly. with that, I just made the decision, yeah. Don't forget Chaka Khan. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look, let me ask you this because You've got a lot of things, a lot of innovative things that are going on. People love you. I mean, again, you're international. I mean, you're just doing the daggone thing. So what is your next, not to out, you know, not to put aside your upcoming event, because I know about that. We're going to talk about that. But what's your Oprah-like endeavor going to be? Because I know you talked about the jet, and that's, that's what's up. But have, have you gone that far yet? You know, that's a good question. I, I don't have to sit and think about that. I, um, I just know for me, it's an ongoing, it is a journey, right? So a journey is ongoing. It's not like, yes. oh, I've, I've gotten to this place and I'm done. And, you know, I don't know if there's, look, for such a long time, I never thought I'd be here. Right. I mean, like I wanted it, but in the back of my mind, it's like, will that ever happen? And I think sometimes as business owners, we we're working towards something, but we, we assume that we're always going to be trying to get there. Mm -hmm. And then you get there and you really do have to sit back and reflect on what do I want to do next? So yeah. I feel like I'm in that space outside of SpeakerCon and, and some of the things I'll be rolling out at SpeakerCon. 
in discovering and will and being willing to explore and open myself up to what's next. So I don't think I have a perfect answer to that, except That's to okay. say I'm open. Yeah. I'm sure when it comes out, everybody better buckle up and be prepared. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit more about SpeakerCon without giving away anything that you don't want to give away? Can you talk about that? Because that's what's coming yeah. next, right? Yes. So SpeakerCon is being hosted in November, November 1st and 2nd. And it is the first of its kind and our inaugural convention, conference, and awards gala specifically for public speakers and verbal communication experts. So people who are activists and advocates and radio personalities and broadcasters, anybody who is in the, the realm of using the power of their voice to impact lives and transform lives. Um, with, a, with of course a special emphasis on people who take the stage and are public speakers. And it is a space for us to convene. It's a space for us to connect. Look, Doctors go to doctor conferences, right? right. <laughs> Lawyers go to lawyer conferences. That's so right. why speakers come into a space where they can be together collectively and celebrate each other, uh, gain access to education. We'll have a trade show expo portion on that Saturday, which will give people access to resources specifically designed to support public speakers. And then we'll celebrate people who are soaring in the space of public speaking at the awards gala on that Saturday evening. So it's just a combination of kind of connection, growth and education and celebration all in that one space. And then we are fired up. I'm so, ex I was so nervous when I announced it. I did not realize how much there was a need for it. Like, right. like you mentioned earlier, sometimes God will download something to you yes. and, and God is just waiting on you to take action and you sitting on it because you scared. <laughs> yep. And then you finally take action and you realize how needed it is in the marketplace. And I think that's what happened for us, we've sold out of the elite tickets. We've sold out of the VIP tickets. We're down to our final last little group of general wow. admission tickets. And we will be sold out. And we're four months out from the from the. I was going to say, how many, but you may have to add a day. <laughs> it's great. It is, it's mind blowing, but it's also confirmation of what can happen. Number one, when you listen yeah. and you're willing to let what's supposed to be downloaded, be downloaded. And and number two, you're willing to face something that really scares you, but you know yeah. it can grow you. Um, yeah. And that's, that's really what SpeakerCon has become, something that scared me, but is growing me. And I, we already know we're going to have to move the venue <laughs> for next year. Like, we already know, and we haven't even hosted the conference yet, simply Even because of the response. That is crazy. That is a good crazy. crazy. That's what's up. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. this has been great, man. I can't wait for uh, the feedback that uh, people have because, I mean, this is just inspiring. This is what it's all about. I know there's been so many times for myself that I've had a first thought or I felt that God was speaking to me. And I kind of like just like, you know, brushed it off. And then it's like, hold up. That's that same thought I get every time when fill in yeah. the blank. Yeah. So, you know what? We need to learn. We need to learn how to start paying attention to that inner voice yes. because it's telling yes. us what we need. Yeah, Man. and to run towards it, really run towards the fear instead yeah. of running away from your fear of that thing. You learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about what you're capable of when you run towards the thing that scares you versus away from the thing that scares you. That's what's up. Now, look, folks, I'm letting you know right now. We can't guarantee that they're going to be tickets, but Cheryl's going to share <laughs> how you can get tickets to SpeakerCon, as well as how you can contact her. Go, Cheryl. All right, so you want uh, tickets to SpeakerCon, you're going to go to SpeakerCon2019.com. SpeakerCon2019.com. 
and you can get all the details there about your hotel, about, you know, what the location, um, our celebrity, I should have said that our celebrity speaker for the awards gala is going to be none other than TV reality star Kenya Moore, um, who has just experienced so much change in her life mm -hmm. um, and is sharing her voice about some of the things she's experienced in, in life as it relates to uh, having her, the birth of her daughter, marriage, growth through the programs that she's been a part of on television. So we're super excited about that, as right. well as the host of, of amazing speakers who are going to be there. And then for connecting with me personally, um, you can find me all across social media at Cheryl Empowers, because that's what I do. I empower people to get up off their butts, <laughs> to get into action, and to really be so intentional about pursuing the thing that you know you were born to do. Like you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the world to yes. do that as long as you have life and breath in your body. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much for taking time out your busy schedule. Um, this is phenomenal. Glad we had a chance to uh, chop it up. And of course, at the conference, it's my birthday, November 1st. So oh! I'm looking forward to it anyway. So look, radiate the brain and change the game, folks. Come on. Take care. Now you know you should know. I know. Everybody knows you and I.